you're on the intro. You're me. Okay. Hit it, hit it, hit it, baby. Okay. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Maybe Next Time. Uh, Nets Nation, this is uh, Simon McCormick here with your co-host, William Bluer. Nets Nation! <laughs> Get your sec- uh, social security checks ready, because we are getting old! <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. This is like bizarro, uh, this is like bi- Seinfeld or something. Uh, okay, welcome to uh, Maybe Nets Time. This is your one-stop shop for all things uh, Nets. Um, this is an emergency podcast uh, to talk about the Nets' huge, potentially franchise-changing uh, free agency pickups that happened uh, yesterday. And I, Bill, has... Uh, suggested that I do the hosting this time. So for anyone who is jarred by this uh, new uh, l- layout or whatever, um, apologies for that, but that's what's happening. Um, Bill, let me just... So first what's going to happen is I'm going to lay out what happened in the trade. Then we're going to go over some concerns that uh, Bill has, but... Bill, you know, shares them with many of the uh, sports writers and and pundits out there uh, and and probably has some unique uh, concerns as someone who has (laughs) followed the Nets for for some time quite quite a bit more closely than many of the pundits. And then I am going to try to turn Bill's frown upside down (laughs) with uh, some of my uh, positive spins on this trade. Um, so with that, is that good? That is a perfect setup. I'd just say maybe rate us, review us, follow us. Oh, yeah, right. Rate us, review us, follow us, please. Maybe next time at, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also find us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Get us those five-star reviews. They very much help. And drop us a line. At maybe next time at gmail.com with your comments, questions, suggestions. Also, I think it's appropriate to welcome the flood, no doubt flood, of new Kyrie and KD and to, I would assume, far lesser degree, DeAndre (laughs) stands out there. Mm -hmm. We're happy to have you in Nets Nation. It uh, has long been a lonely and desolate place. But (laughs) um, if the rumors are to be believed... The corpse of KD and the toxicity of Kyrie shall lead us into the promised land. <laughs> so welcome those stands. <laughs> Bill hates your players. No, uh, no, no. No, I no. It's just kidding. That's a more nuanced take than that. Yes, uh, we are truly ha- happy to have you here on this podcast, and also within Nets Nation. It's as Bill said, it's a, been a lonely nation. So uh, happy to have you. So, okay. So yesterday. It was uh, announced that the Nets would be signing Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan, plus uh, a player I had only basically vaguely heard of, Garrett Temple. Mm. I think you'll like uh, Temple. I don't doubt it. I know he was a grit-and-grind grizzly for a time. Um, right. And uh, he's old and vet-savvy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nets lost... 
uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Trevion Graham, and Shabazz Napier, who they traded in a sign-and-trade. I guess they signed D'Angelo. They're going to sign-and-trade D'Angelo on, on July 6th to the Warriors. To the Warriors for a max contract. Yeah. To, to a max contract, exactly. Um, and... Um, the Nets also picked up a protected first-round pick. I have not seen, as of the recording of this podcast, what year that protected first-round pick is or what the protections are on that first-round pick. So, just quickly on that, because I have... I heard that they picked it up, too, and I heard that they picked up the 2024 first-round pick mm. that was then protected in top eight, and then 2025, top one, and then 2026, unprotected. But then I read something as I was getting on the train that said Memphis was getting that. Right. That, I think, is the... I mean, that would be a hell of a first-round pick. We're not getting anything close to that, I don't think. <laughs> okay. That's the pick that uh, Memphis got for taking on Andre Iguodala, which the, the Warriors had to uh, relinquish him um, in order to sign D'Angelo. Okay, so we don't we don't know what the D'Lo pick is. As far as I know, no. All right. Um, so we also officially lost Damari Carroll, who is, uh, Spurs bound. Ooh. Yeah. He's a good spur. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, t- a two-year... A tw- little, a little flashy. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna, they're gonna appreciate the swag daddy as much as Brooklyn did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, maybe Pop will, you know, turn I over I haven't heard leave. that, though. That's, yeah. That's, that's breaking news to this guy. Um, yeah, and uh, so that was a two-year... Uh, $12 million contract. Ed Davis, perennially underpaid Ed Davis, is signing with the Utah Jazz for on a two-year, $10 million contract. Now, as you just said, perennially underpaid. He literally said his sole criteria for where he wants, criterion, mm-hmm. for where he wants to go next season is getting paid. Yeah. $5 million a year is not getting paid. No. <laughs> okay. In a in a time, in a, in a year when there was... Uh, Contract money flowing. Right. I mean, I like. I'm a very, very impatient person and make <laughs> incredibly rash and hasty decisions just to get it over with. But I feel like if he'd waited another 24 hours, that could have at least doubled. Right. Um, yes, absolutely. So, so one quick, quick, quick thing on um, just just the finer details of the players that the Nets picked up. Um, the Nets were able to get. Uh, DeAndre Jordan on a $10 million contract un- under the cap. I think they're still like $200,000 short um, or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But but basically they're under the cap uh, with with those signings um, because, they, uh, because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both agreed to give up uh, several million dollars, like basically $10 million. Mm-hmm. A year, um, which they are maybe getting in the um, if they get these bonuses that that are, I guess, unlikely. It's like forty five wins and second round of the playoffs, which we'll, we'll discuss for a minute later. But I'm not sure how unlikely that is. But <laughs> they've been described as unlikely uh, incentives. So anyway, that that's that's how we were able to get get those players. Uh, so now with that, I want to turn it over to Bill, who has some worries, and then, and then I'll rush it with positivity. Take it away, <laughs> Bill! <clears throat> Alright, so, thanks for the setup, Simon. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, we got three new guys, four new guys, mm-hmm. uh, but we're going to really focus on the big three. 
the package. Mm-hmm. So we got Kyrie, we got KD, we got De- DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, I just started the latest um, Zach Lowe podcast, and he was stunned that DeAndre Jordan was getting $10 million a year for four straight years. Um and they're like, it would have really behooved the Nets to have checked uh, their own roster to see that they already have a guy in Jared Allen who is better at at playing a center in modern basketball than DeAndre Jordan is. So Zach Lowe, a guy whose, I think, opinion we hold in fairly high regard in Nets Nation, or at least on this podcast, yeah, um, thinks that at this point in DeAndre Jordan's career... He's not even as good as Jared Allen. Now, I think, irrefutably, he looks like he's going to be a better rebounder still. But from the general reports that I have heard about DeAndre Jordan over the last two years, it sounds like, as I mentioned to you in an email, he's sort of a stat-hunting, aging big who's lost the athleticism that distinguished his earlier career and made him a great player. One final thing on DeAndre Jordan, because I do not think he's the most important part of this, though Mm -hmm. it is still jaw-dropping that we're paying him that much money over that long long a period of time. Um, He's basically, by the way, the exact same age as KD. This will be their 31-year season, Mm -hmm. age 31 season for both of them. Um, But the last thing to say about DeAndre Jordan, in his prime, peak DeAndre Jordan, he was playing with, in their prime, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and J.J. Redick, a formidable foursome on a team in in Los Angeles. Uh, I would say unquestionably putting together a better starting five than we're going to put together this year. This year. Oh, yeah, okay. Um without Kevin Durant playing. Okay. And they never made it past the second round of the of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So just to just to put him in his most glorious state of his career, he helped contribute to that. Okay. Uh Kyrie Irving, I think, is unquestionably more talented basketball player than D'Angelo Russell. Uh, we went into all of the knocks against him uh, last time, as well as all of the favorabilities. I don't think we need to hear much more about it. Uh, he is a massive question mark whether he is going to be a fit for this team or, quite honestly, for any team. Mm. Um, or if he is going to be a perennially uh, a perennial malcontent, which is... The reputation he has, rightly or wrongly, right now, um, and you have certainly tried to talk yourself and and me out of it, Um, I think we're just going to have to wait and see on that. There's no way of of saying for sure whether he's going to be a fit, whether this is going to work, whether he's going to get toxic. Bill Simmons' contention is we're going to love him for maybe even a whole season, but uh, give it 17 months, and by month 17, he'd like to hear reports back on on how people in, in Nets Nation are feeling. And then Kevin Durant, uh, unquestionably one of the best players in the NBA four weeks ago. Um, <laughs> whether he ever gets back to one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA, is a massive question mark now because of the horror, horrific injury that he suffered. Um, and that, I mean, we've, we've read that, you know, it, it takes minimum two years to fully get back, to, to fully recover from an injury like this. 
Um, if he does fully recover and his age 33 season, which would be the first year after two years of his recovery, uh, and he and he hasn't lost anything from age or again horrific injury, uh, then we could have a, a truly a truly stellar player out there on the court mm-hmm. with a, and at that point really um, washed. I would imagine DeAndre Jordan and <laughs> and hopefully not yet catastrophically toxic Kyrie Irving, but potentially catastrophically. Toxic. So basically, I mean, we're in a situation. I'm not uh, unaware of this of the of the fact that the Nets should be extremely lucky to have these players want to come of their own free will in free agency to this team. Years ago, you know, the best we could get was Gravis Vasquez, who knew he was injured, and Luis Scola, <laughs> who I still long for sometimes. Um, but. Uh, but we could we couldn't get anyone, and now three years later, we have one of the best players in the NBA with a massive asterisk next to him, and Kyrie Irving coming out of a really really bad situation in which he has his reputation is arguably um, forever tarnished. But uh, we we got we got them nonetheless, so we should be we should be ecstatic. I feel like a true ingrate complaining about this right now, but. In my heart of hearts, I genuinely do not feel excited about this. I don't think that it makes us a contender, which is the ultimate aim of getting massive guys in free agency. Um, I don't think I think that it makes us a much older team instead of a young team with uh, very few expectations, immediate expectations. Um, we have an older team with really high expectations. I heard that we have eighteen to one odds to win the NBA finals next, next year, which is year. fucking ridiculous. We have I wouldn't give us eighteen to one odds to be in the top four in the East next year. Uh, especially with what Indiana the moves Indiana has made in the offseason, Boston getting Kimba Walker, uh, the Bucks doing uh, being remaining the Bucks. I, I just do not see a, an easy route for us. I don't see a guaranteed route to, for us to be in the top four next year. Um with KD's health concerns coming back, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we're locked in to guys with huge, extremely, um, extremely uh, moody, temperamental superstars who are in a weird part of their career, an elderly part of their career, and I, I don't know. I'm just. Talk me into being more excited about him. Okay. Uh, happy to do it. First of all, cheers, Bill, on that oh. note. Yeah, cheers. To a franchise-changing, <laughs> dynasty-creating free agent day. Or perhaps the beginning of the end, four years of pure hell. Um, only time will tell. Right. Uh, four years of, of, of desperately struggling for the four seed in the East. I... So, okay... To, to, first of all, Kyrie Irving is in the absolute prime of his career. 27 oh, and the is... 76ers got a lot better, too. No way! No way! If you, you, if you lose Jimmy Butler, there's no way you get better. Who, who do they go to in crunch time? Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris is your, like, <laughs> shit, we need a bucket. 
you know, Embiid is tired as shit, and you have to, like, feed him, and we can't, you know, run a play good enough to, like, get him the ball, so we need a perimeter player. Tobias, wilting Lily Harris, who we paid five years, $180 million. Al Horford. They're going to have the best defense in the league. They're not going to need a last-minute guy. No one's going to be able to score on them. I, I do. I think that they are significantly weakened. I, I also... You think they're better? I think, do you think we have a better lineup than the Philadelphia no. 76ers? Okay. Not Which right teams now. are we better Not than right now. in these? Okay. okay, I don't want to derail you. You, you so, go first. Okay, so to start with, the, yes. the Nets, given their decision to, to leave the cozy confines of culture, 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 slow build, young players with potential thing, and, and do the Allen Crab trade uh, where we give two, two first-round picks to clear a big chunk of uh, cap space. Uh, I think this is the absolute best outcome we could have hoped for, honestly. Um, we got two, I mean, other than Kawhi Leonard signing with us. Um, we got hmm. two of the top three free agents. In any ranking that you look at, you're going to see probably one Kawhi, even after Durant injury, two Kevin Durant, three Kawhi Leonard. So we got two of the three free agents. We weakened Boston. We weakened the Warriors, who are going to give a five-year deal uh, to to Durant, which he turned down. Um, they are, and this is not my words, Bill, but Howard Beck's words, <laughs> Nets are signing the best player they've maybe ever had in Kevin Durant and their best point guard since Jason Kidd uh, in Kyrie Irving. Um, so I would just say also... Kevin, okay, but the best player they've ever had in Kevin Durant. Yes, we, I mean... You could say we, hired, we we had the best player we ever had in Kevin Garnett, but the problem was that Kevin Garnett wasn't Kevin Garnett that was good. That we might not have a good Kevin Durant. Yeah, we might not, but but I think that there's a much, much better chance that, that uh, Kevin Durant comes back at a higher level than... Than Kevin Garnett. <laughs> than I just think there's old Kevin Garnett. There's yeah. almost... I mean, again, who knows? Injuries are a weird thing, but, like, I think that that's a fair bet. Okay. Uh... Okay, so to your point about uh, Kyrie being a moody guy, time will tell again, but this is the first time he has ever chosen his team. Mm -hmm. This is, he's playing next to Kevin Durant, who not only will be a, like, veteran who I think Kyrie, you know, is at least aware of the perception that that, uh, Kevin Durant is the... Batman to his Robin. Like, maybe he doesn't believe that. That's very possible. But he's at least aware of that perception out there and actively and diligently recruited Kevin Durant. Could be the biggest reason why Kevin Durant uh, went to the Nets. Um, So I think that there are... And and then on top of that, from the Jackie Mack, a story about uh, Kyrie... Uh, which was certainly not an exoneration of him, it does seem like quite a bit of his issues were about uh, his fellow players not trying hard enough, not, not you know putting in the time at the gym after a loss, etc., etc. These are things that the Nets' uh, core that's still intact because we didn't have to gut it um, in you know trades or whatever. This is all in free agency that we're adding these people. Um, still intact, and th- those players... Try really hard, you know. Karis Levert. I just don't see Karis Levert rubbing Kyrie Irving the wrong way. Maybe it'll happen, but like, I, I, I you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful about that. But you know, again, Kyrie's a, Kyrie is definitely an enigma. Um, 
The other thing is that I think our starting lineup <clears throat> is better or the same in every single uh, position. Um, and when when Durant comes back, it's it's way better. So Kyrie is better than D'Angelo. Karis LeVert is better than injured Karis LeVert, <laughs> uh, who maybe he'll get hurt again next year, but you, you just hope that he plays you know more than 20 or 30 games. Um, Joe Harris is the same. Then you have uh, Torian Prince, who's the best four that the Nets have ever had. You think they're going to run him at four? Yeah, I think with DeAndre Jordan, they will they will run him at four. I think that he will move to the three when Kevin Durant comes back, and Joe Harris will move to the to the bench. So you think that DeAndre is going to start over Jarrett? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do because uh, here's the thing that <clears throat> I just don't think that people like Zach Lowe uh, don't appreciate about the Nets. Every single game, the Nets get wrecked by the center. So I'm not here to tell you that DeAndre Jordan is the savior of the Nets. I'm here to tell you that DeAndre Jordan has an incredibly low bar to meet for for not having every center, center in the league walk all over us. And if he's a stat hunter... Uh, I wish that Jared Allen was stat hunting his way to 13 rebounds a game <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, a little bit below eight. Um, can, can I can I ask a question? Sure. Are, does it concern you at all that <clears throat> probably one of the two young guys on the team who we have invested the most in and care the most about the future of, Jared Allen, um, are going to be have significant minutes taken away because of the acquisition of one of these guys. So I don't know under Kenny's system, honestly, if he's going to miss minutes. I do think that he's going to be a backup, but I do think that that'll actually be good for his self-esteem. I think Jarrett is sick of getting, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's going to do him any good to 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 have another year where he gets pushed around. What I think he'll benefit from is going up against DeAndre every single game uh, or every uh, practice, and having that big body weigh against him, and somebody who got even more rebounds than than uh, Ed Davis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another question for you. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I lost it. Sorry. Okay, it's okay. So, um, I think we're better or or the same in every other position, and again, we we still have plenty of the the bench that we. Uh, you know, and 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 other pieces that are that are quite decent. Um, you know, your your Spencer Dinwiddies, your Kuruts, um, your Jared Allen is now on the bench. Okay, so I I I've, I recalled my question. Yeah. So one of the things that that was impressive about Kenny Atkinson last season mm-hmm. and D'Angelo Russell was that D'Angelo Russell was the star, but there were games that he didn't finish. There were games when he got benched. Kenny and him had an understanding and a relationship that allowed him to do those sorts of things, to sort of discipline D'Angelo, and he took to it and accepted it, and and that was something that you know, worked for them and actually helped D'Angelo to eventually excel on the team. Next year, because of the fact that both Durant and Kyrie have given up salary so that their friend, DeAndre Jordan, can be on the team. Next year, 
does that sort of, for lack of a better word, meritocracy go out the window? And is there too much pressure on Kenny to start DeAndre, even if, say, by midway in the season, it becomes apparent that Jared Allen is the superior center, which is not necessarily a given. But if that is the case... Does Kenny? Are we now in a position because we have stars and stars' egos to keep in mind that we have to compromise what's best for each lineup because of the fact that that um, Kevin Durant wants his friend DeAndre Jordan on the team, so and his friend has to start, or he's going to get pissed off. So Is that a concern for you? Or? It's it's a concern, but honestly, I I just don't. Barring a major leap from Jared Allen, I just don't see why starting DeAndre Jordan will be such a such a a uh, albatross. Like if even if he's like, I just don't see him being anything more than maybe maybe slightly slightly worse than Jared Allen. I I really don't. Um, so that's that's not a huge concern for me. Um, I really do think that this, and this is not just me talking. Lots of pundits are saying it. I do think that this move makes us title contenders in two years. It all. De- I mean, you know, yes, definitely Kevin Durant could come back as a shell of of himself, but he could also come back, uh, you know, an all star filling that stretch four position um, that we need so badly. And again, we still have. The infrastructure and the ability, if we want to, to sign, to re-sign Karis LeVert, to re-sign Joe Harris, to re-sign um, uh, Jared Allen. Um, so I, I, I just feel like this is the best possible outcome of the offseason, given that we we chose that we chose the track that that we went on. And I'm I am truly e- extremely excited uh, to see where where these things go. Um, who? Who? What national pundits are you talking about? Who have said that the Nets are a, a title contender? Because uh, I, I mean, I've only listened to a few podcasts today, but I none of them, none of them mentioned that. Woj, uh, but Woj is it? Glenn Beck, uh, Glenn Beck. I sorry, not Glenn Beck. Uh, Howard Beck. <laughs> yeah, uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, Howard Beck. Okay, all right. That's one that I respect. Um. Maybe the, oh Chris Mannix mm. uh, of of Sports Illustrated. Um, so yeah, it's it's not unanimous, and there's a lot of huge question marks. But like it it could be hugely good, and I really just urge you to like. I th- I think you're gonna be quite impressed with what it does to just to just even even this year to have somebody like a Kyrie who you can who can reliably close out games like that. Which is just not something we've we've ever had. I He's think one Kyrie's going to be closers. awesome. I think I, th- I do think Kyrie is going to be awesome this year. I do I do have concerns long like 4 years is he capable is he content like if something goes goes wrong how is he going to how is he going to handle it? I mean those those are real concerns. Mm-hmm. Like his track record is is warrants concern and and some reservations and some trepidation, but I think that he is going to be phenomenal this year. I, I I think so too, and I, to me, I think that the Nets are are a second round playoff team, and depending on how things shake out, could maybe get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, who in the East do you think um, is we definitely better of? than us? Oh, who's definitely better? Um, so the Bucks, yeah, um, Sixers. I am not. I am. 
I think that the Sixers are better, but I wouldn't say definitely better. I'm not as sold as you on. I, I think the Jimmy Butler losing your best player in the in the playoffs uh, hurts. I mean, Embiid was their best player. Uh, he wasn't I, their he was, best. He wasn't closer. the most consistent. He wasn't their most consistent player. Embiid the, had. I, because because he played so few minutes, but he he was a mass. I mean, it's because he was in terrible conditioning, and one would imagine he's going to try to rectify that. But that's a huge question mark. Right, I think it's a huge question mark. So I I, I, I they could definitely be better, but I'm not willing to say absolutely they're better. Um, I definitely think that the Nets are better than the. Uh, than the Celtics, and I am really? also not. Oh yeah, most definitely. They lost two players. The Kimba Walker is the poor man's Kyrie. Like he is a six-one guy who's but never. But Gordon Hayward is now two years out of that injury, and he could get back to all-star level. Maybe uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. if the rumors are to be believed, were inhibited last season by the presence of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but. But Kimba has never played on a team where he's had to share the ball, so there's no guarantee that he's going to, like, feed. He may be a better culture guy, but in terms of, like, on the court, is he going to feed people them? People think, uh, a lot of people are saying that he's a better fit in Brad Stevens' system because he is more able to play off ball and uh, is a better, like, catch-and-shoot guy, so... I don't know. I mean, I have no idea, but... Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't think so. And, I, you know, look, I don't know much about the teams outside of the... What about the pa- uh, Pacers? I also think that if losing Bogdanovich and gaining uh, Brogdon puts you back at about where you were, where you got clobbered by the Celtics, and you still have a very injured... Um, Oladipo. Oladipo. So I'm just not... I mean, again, that's another question mark team. Maybe that team of, like, you know... Uh, you know, non-superstars but quite good players is really good. But again, I think I would rather have Kyrie Irving closing games than anyone on the on the on the uh, Pacers. So yeah, and and oh, then the Raptors. If Kawhi comes back, definitely better. If he doesn't, uh, I think the Nets are definitely better. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take a definite body blow. Mm-hmm. What about the Heat? I love Jimmy Butler, but <laughs> your boy Butler. I don't. I don't think that makes them better than. And that, they got rid the of Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, but they didn't get. They got like Miles Leonard or something like that. Myers Leonard Myers and Leonard. Um, and uh, Maurice Harkless. Is that better? No. <laughs> Does that, that seems like garbage for trash. Um, I mean, both of those guys are fours. I would have loved on the Nets, like. 18 hours ago. Yeah, but the, but even a slight improvement over Travion Graham would have been a yeah a stretch four that we could... I mean, we have total stretch four, like... Do you think Travion gets much run on the Warriors next year? No, I'm not even sure they're going to keep him. I, I can't I imagine that they keep him. No, of course not. Um, no, I... I don't. Um, I don't know if Trevion is going to be in the league are next you, year. Are you ready to move on from Trevion? Or do you think he still had a little left to give the the Brooklyn Nets? I'm I'm ready to move on. Uh, it, honestly, Ed Davis really hurts. Yes, D- especially for that price. Yeah, he's getting half as much as DeAndre Jordan. I would way rather have uh, Ed Davis than, especially at half the price. At half, yeah. Uh, than DeAndre Jordan. I do think DeAndre Jordan is better. DeAndre Jordan has started on every team that he's ever played on, except when he got traded to the Knicks this year. Well, I think he mostly started, didn't he? I I don't. And Mitchell Robinson didn't 
Mitchell Robinson started at the end of the season. Really? I think. I think. I, I, I would believe you. I'm not a But, Knicks, I mean, they were tanking. Uh, it's not like they were trying very hard. Yeah. I And I would be, I'll just say, I have hopes that DeAndre will, after, be, you know, being on a team that's actually trying as opposed to the Mavs and Knicks, mm-hmm. will have a little bit of a resurgence. I understand age 30, DeAndre is not going to be amazing, but I just think he better than what we've had. Um, he's 30 pounds heavier than, than Jarrett. I think that counts for for a lot. Um, so anyway, I hope that I don't, I don't get the sense that I've uh, won you over, but I, I just, I can't tell, I was so excited. I couldn't even sleep last night, Bill. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, I have not experienced a similar level of excitement. <laughs> um, how do you think before, I, I mean, I could be totally, I could look like, like a true idiot. Um, especially in two years when Durant comes back and our, uh, <laughs> Our role as title contenders uh, becomes fulfilled, but I just some I don't know it just it, that doesn't and so I feel kind of like a crazy person because everyone it seem is seemingly so universally excited um, at the moment and I just I can't summon summon that reaction myself. Um, before we go, maybe what do you what do you think Delo is going to do on the Warriors? I don't know. I don't really understand that trade. I was always, you know, I've said on this podcast many times that D'Angelo seems to really need the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Steph Curry also needs the ball in his hands. Um, but Steph Curry is great off the ball, right? That's one of his biggest mm-hmm. attributes. So I feel like maybe D'Angelo will be the more dominant player of those two and, and Steph will be more off ball. But who? I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. No, I don't either, but I mean you have to have some faith in Golden State's talent evaluation, um, given their track record, um, which makes me think that maybe D'Lo is as good as we think he is because I think there's a lot of sentiment it's like, this could have been a fluke The he's way too dependent on mid-range game, he can't get to the foul line, he just made some floaters that he won't ever make again and he's, you know, this was just a classic example of a guy like in a contract year having a good year and he's going to tumble back into um, back to the mean where he was before this um, but this suggests to me that he might actually, like, break out as a legitimate star, like, consistent year-after-year all-star in the league. Yeah, could be. I, 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 hope, I hope that he does. Um, let me give an exact opposite take, which is, which is <laughs> that the Warriors were looking for a way to uh, turn Kevin Durant into something, and they did. They got... Uh, they got D'Angelo, who could be traded if if this doesn't work out. They like they got something. They mm-hmm. they got a player that was pretty coveted out there. The a uh, couple teams besides the Warriors were definitely Lakers trying to get were, him. Yeah. Um, and so it may not be so much that they see a special spark in him as they got something instead of nothing. Right. Okay. But I don't know. It's tough to see him go. Um, yeah. Whose jersey are you rocking next year? Um, I... 
It sounds like you're kind of a DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, again, the last time I, I did this, and everyone was criticizing the deal except me. It mm-hmm. was Alan Crabb, <laughs> and uh, I was very wrong about that. So I could. You I also could be, went to bat for Travion pretty hard. Yeah. Now Travion was on a minimum contract, so I just feel like, <laughs> right. yeah, he, he was maybe a little bit less than his uh, very minimum contract, but that was a much lower. Um, bar that he had to meet. So, Bill, let me let me close at least my part uh, sure, of this yeah. by saying something that I hope we can all agree on, which is you and I, I feel like, first became completely obsessed with the Nets three years ago when we watched in eager anticipation to see if, uh, um, what is his name? Justin. Who is the guy that we got on the Heat? I always Just, forget his name. Justin Hamilton. No, J- no. Sorry, the the guy that we signed to the max or to like a huge contract. Oh, who the Heat. Uh, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson and Alan Crabb. Just hoping, hoping, hoping those deals didn't <laughs> get matched. We had to pay those players. We had to offer those players just an insane amount to even get them to to commit to an offer sheet. Right. Two years ago. We had uh, Otto Porter commit to an insane max contract that no one, including probably the Nets, thought that he deserved. Now, we are sitting here, Bill, with Kevin Durant and and uh, Kyrie Irving giving up more than $100 million collectively to come play for us. They could have signed with the Celtics and the Warriors oh, for see, way see. more money, and they chose to give up more than $100 million to come play with us. Um, so that's got to, you know, make you feel make you feel good, I think. Makes me feel like we've made tremendous progress in the last three years. Um, I think I like the old guys. <laughs> I, maybe it's just uh, uh, like a, a congenital disposition that, that enjoys, like, an Archie Goodwin more than like Kevin Durant just doesn't feel like a net to me. I like I like watching him play, but he's he's too good to be <laughs> to be a net. Um, maybe it'll be nicer when I see the version <laughs> after an Achilles rupture um, and realize that he's not quite the same player that he once was. That'll fit more in line with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, or if this blows up in our face, it will it will fit more in line. That will with be my, very nice. with my narrative of of the Nets. But I don't know. I kind of like the loser nets. Uh, it's it's hard to see him go. Obviously, you know, I'd love it if we came in top four in the East this year before we even get Kevin Durant back on the team. I think that would be uh, I'd be incredible. And um, I'm hoping we can we can get free tickets because I don't think I can afford going to a game anymore. Yeah, I think in two years you and we need to put. A little nest egg together <laughs> for the Kevin Durant return season when uh, one of the first things one of my work colleagues sent to me was like, you probably not getting those tickets. Yeah, I know. So. Uh, my my mom G-chatted me today and she's like, hey, what? Did, how about Kevin Durant? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's on our team. And she's like, yeah, my trainer says he's going to start listening to your podcast now. So... Yeah, man. turns out people like Kevin Durant. Um, He's a massive, massive than, star. More than they've liked uh, the the Nets over the last <laughs> several years. Uh, I mean, no, it's remarkable. I mean, we have the worst attendance in the entire league, and now every game is going to be sold out. Probably, I don't know in this next year. 
I mean, Kyrie is a massive star. He is, He's yeah. a top five, like, yeah. in terms of popularity star. I was just looking at his Instagram because I've heard rumors of its insanity. Um, there's nothing, like, to... I mean, he has a lot of third eye stuff going on, but... Yeah, his his uh, logo is, uh, I think, like a Masonic thing. Yeah, it's a Masonic thing. Um... But yeah, no, I, I totally take your point. I feel like an ingrate and a fool, both, uh, for not being more excited or um, at least seeing how good these guys are going to be together. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. I guess I just need to see them play together because I don't. Right now, I don't see how these pieces add up to uh, NBA championship. Yeah, well, we've got two, at least two years to figure that out. Um, so <laughs> with that, I think we're done, right? I think we're done. Uh, uh, we already told people to follow us, but yes, follow us. Maybe, maybe next time on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, send us your comments, we questions. We could show you some questions. Yes, we could. Maybe next time at gmail.com. Now is the time for a lot of I think I think this debate alone could could fuel uh, a huge <laughs> number of, of questions. Um and perhaps uh, calls for my resignation <laughs> since I I'm, I'm such a a hater no, on what's I, happening. I mean I think that that I mean first of all this is a dramatic role reversal from from like a few months ago when I was like we're never gonna make the playoffs right we'll twenty one twenty one win team yeah. tops yeah so you know. Uh, I've been wrong before, but I was, yeah, and also, sorry to everyone who has listened to us who heard us talk about how we were never going to get Kevin Durant. Right, we were Uh, 100% wrong about that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so we'll do better next time. I, I will take slight credit for saying that we were gonna we saying we were gonna get him on this last podcast after weeks of new speculation and information. But um, anyway, uh, we will go ahead and see, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. Right. Was that? We'd been together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. She lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada